Welcome back to the Racial Draft Podcast. It is a special Martin Luther King Day edition, and we at the Racial Draft Podcast judge our draft picks not by the color of their skin, but by the content of the characters. Yeah, I can only make that joke once a year, and this is that day. Racial Draft begins. Yeah, yeah, draft day, Johnny Manziel, five years later, how am I the man still? Draft day, A. Wiggins, that other side, we stay winning. Oh man, you know I had to do it for you, you know I had to do it for you, yeah. Suits and ties yelling out, pay the guys, man, I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Oh man, oh man, oh man, man. You know I had. Um, I am Michael Ford, your host in this racial draft live stream, which will be available to the podcast listeners uh, who subscribe uh, on all the various platforms. Those platforms being uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, YouTube. If you're looking at my face, and why would you do that? But, you know, hey, you're doing it here on the live stream, so thumbs up to you. But um, we're just going to jump right in. We don't have any guests this week. Uh, it's a holiday. There was a football Sunday. And uh, shout out to people who uh, have rooted for the Cowboys. Uh, what's the saying? Uh, it's been a long time. It's been a long, long time um, since uh, you were not the object of mockery and derision. And that will continue here. Uh, we are sanctioned cowboy mock podcast so anyhow we're just gonna keep keep it moving we're gonna jump right into the picks from the second round uh there were some interesting interesting developments uh i think that the talent uh has been distributed pretty well this this time around i'm looking forward to seeing how these characters kind of perform under their new ages 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 uh yeah sure That'll happen, um, <laughs> you know, but uh, we'll, we'll start off with the first pick of the second round, and that's from the Native American delegation who has selected Jason Todd, a.k.a. the Red Hood. Uh, I believe they drafted the Red Hood last season, uh, performed fairly well for them. Um, I personally think that uh, we've talked about this on a, on a number of occasions, that the Red Hood is the kind of character who does lend himself pretty well to a um to being a person of color um particularly because of his you know sort of tougher upbringing uh you know a little bit a little bit more rough around the edges uh, in an urban setting and um you know batman kind of did the whole white savior thing for him or at least you know the uh privilege uh taking uh someone who was a little bit less privileged under his wing and it ended poorly uh, it ended very very poorly and um it left um, left Jason with a pretty sizable chip on his shoulder. Um, I think that obviously, um, notwithstanding the negative connotations, you know, the idea of the Red Hood um, kind of being a symbol that uh, a Native American character uh, would, um, what's the word I'm saying, you know, would occupy, uh, you know, th there's some problematic directions that could go for sure, but there are some directions that could be pretty cool. Um, and hopefully, you know, if we get into a little bit of the backstory, as you recall, 
the Native American delegation drafted Joker, who they also drafted last season, um, you know, as their first round pick. And, you know, obviously there's a strong connection between the Joker and the Red Hood, both in the Joker's origin and in the um, transition from Jason Todd, Robin into the Red Hood, sort of taking on the um, persona of the individual who killed him. So, you know, there's there's, there's a lot of uh, synergies uh, in that pick from the perspective of the Native American delegation. Uh, in terms of how it was received by the people, a um, little bit shocking, I gotta be honest. Um, didn't, you know, unlike in other seasons, uh, it was not met with a high, high level of approval. In fact, um, it is was only 45.5% approved, um, with 45.5 strongly approving, 27.3 somewhat disapproving, and 27.3 strongly disapproving. Um, that was, like I said, it was shocking for me. Shocking for me said that, that the majority of the people um, did not uh, enjoy the concept of reimagining the Red Hood through a Native American lens. So, you know, um, you live and you learn. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that there was a fan cast, same fan cast from the last season, uh, Defaro Wunatai, uh, who you might know from Reservation Dogs. Um, once again, shocked at the fact that it was only 54.5% uh, approval for this pick. I mean, sorry, for this um, fan cast. Um, you know, all 54.5 for their uh, for the credit, strongly approve, but then we're still dealing with 27.3, somewhat disapprove, and 18.2, strongly disapprove. Um, so, you know, kind of, like I said, shocking outcome. But we will press ahead. Uh, we will talk about the Latinx delegation, and they selected as their pick, uh, also a re uh, recurrence from the previous season, that would be Thor. Now, as I've said before, it's it's, it's often a tough sell um, to try to figure out how to take a character that is so kind of tied into um, Nordic imagery and Nordic culture, um, given his roots in Norse mythology, um, and, and take it and apply it to other races. Uh, particularly when you think about um, you know, a Latino Thor, given that, um, how do I put this delicately? Um, the Norse characters kind of preceded the um, colonization of, of South and Central America by the European um, conquistadors. So, you know, to the extent that Thor is uh, viewed as and identified as Latino, um, I suppose in order to make that work, he would have to himself be a um, colonizer, maybe? Hmm, I don't know. Um, so I eagerly await the explanation uh, by members of the Latinx delegation as to how that might work, uh, the uh, Latino Thor. Um, the people, they're a little mixed on it. 66.7% approval rating for Latino Thor. Uh, that would be 50%. Uh, uh, yeah, that would be 50% uh, 
uh, strongly approving and um, 16.7 somewhat approving. In addition, it would be one second, guys. I apologize. I am checking that again. I think the numbers are a little bit off. I think we just got some extra. I think we just got some extra picks in there. Um, all right, here we go. So 66 point. No, so yeah, 60. God, I'm bad with math. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, doo, doo, doo. Sorry about that. 57.2 approval, 42.9 strongly approve, 14.3 somewhat approve, 28.6 somewhat disapprove, and 14.3% strongly disapprove. Um, the fan cast, they didn't manage to find uh, an, an actor who looks quite the part. He's blonde and blue-eyed. Uh, his name is Polo Morin. I'm not familiar with his work. Uh, he was chosen uh, to portray Latino Thor, and, you know, I could see it visually. I mean, he looks as the, the way that comics uh, typically portray Thor, so good on him. He's in good shape. Uh, he's, you know, pretty muscled. Um, so 54.6% uh, approval rating for Latino Thor. So, uh, okay, a little better, a little better. Um, no, not a little better, a little worse, <laughs> but a little better 50% is what I was really trying to say. Um, and that was, like I said, 27.3 strongly approved, 27.3 somewhat approved, 18.2 somewhat disapproved, and 27.3 strongly disapprove of Polo Morin as Thor. Uh, we'll keep it moving and talk about the next pick, and that's from the Black Delegation. And, um, you know, they understood the assignment, as as we say, because for their second-round pick, they chose Storm uh, to remain Black, uh, one of the early defensive picks, um, which, again, in order to truly uh, win this game, you got to get you know, that good mix of defensive picks and uh, race-bent picks. I'm a little shocked at the approval rating, as I see it, uh, bear down, bore out in front of me. Uh, we are looking at a 71.4% approval rating for Storm being Black. Now, I just want to flip a table right now. As a Black person, I, I I'm not was not prepared. Uh, for this outcome on Martin Luther King Day, no less. Wow. 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 Listeners, by the time you hear this, you know, you'll have a little bit under uh, 24 hours to correct this injustice. Um, you got to do your part. You got to go to racialdraft.com or Racial Draft Pod on Twitter, or actually, yeah, the polls are already closed on threads. Apologize to the, apologies to the IG folks. But get get out there, mobilize the people. This is, this is an injustice. 
you know, it, it, I, I feel, I feel like there should be a march. I feel like there should be a collective actually sit in a, you know, just do whatever it takes, do whatever it takes to get that approval rating up. You know, we shall overcome someday. Um, as far as the fan cast, Anna Diop was chosen. Uh, you might know her as playing Starfire on the um, the Teen Titans, or not Teen Titans, the Titans show. Um, and, you know, there have been some mock-ups of her. There have been some people who fan cast her as Storm in the past. Thankfully, I mean, still very low um, comparatively. Uh, 75% approval rating for Anna Diop as Storm. Um, which with 62.5 strongly approving, 12.5 somewhat approving, 12.5 somewhat disapproving, and 12.5, we're just going to call you a Klansman. Yep. On t today, 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 uh, of all days. Uh, yeah, we're just going to call you racist. So that was disappointing. That was certainly not how I wanted my MLK day to go. Let's move on. Uh, to the Jewish delegation, uh, you know, sort of riding high after, um, you know, being one of the, the top teams uh, in consecutive seasons. Um, but they went with a, a character that they've drafted before, smart of them. Um, this is uh, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. Um, not too much to say. I mean, obviously, uh, this is a character that, um, you know, it, it can be it can be a little difficult uh, if we're being honest uh, in how she's been uh, portrayed uh, in both pop culture and in uh, the comics to you know imagine her as a woman of color just because of her um, her tendencies of being kind of on the side of authority uh, being in the military obviously and also um, you know the unfortunate incident with her being uh, pre-crime. We'll, we'll call it pre-crime as opposed to um, fascism, but it was fascist Jason. Um, I obviously, I mean, I'm a big fan of the character and all that the character has been through. Um, you know, it's a shame that um, there are a lot of people who haven't kind of followed her full-on arc, um, which inform some of the choices that she has made that has made her um you know a little bit of a more controversial figure that said um you know uh, the jewish delegation good fit for the jewish delegation and definitely a good fit when you consider the fan cast uh evan rachel wood um who has on occasion rocked the the classic captain marvel hairstyle um, I think that uh, obviously, you know, we love Brie Larson here on the racial draft, but, um, you know, to the extent that there are some more comic accurate uh, portrayals of her, um, I could I could see Evan Rachel Wood doing a really good job uh, in the role um, if, if it were to ever kind of go that way. Um, the people, they're... Uh, a little mixed on Jewish Carol Danvers, a little, you know, Jewish Captain Marvel. 66.7% um, approval rating with all 66.7 uh, strongly approving. And uh, the 33.3, the third, full third, uh, somewhat disapproving of Jewish Carol Danvers. So uh, I don't know what's happening there. I don't know, you know, whether it was, you know, just people who wanted to see uh, Carol sort of 
go full on Boston hard R. Um, Captain Marvel. Actually, I'm sorry. It's in Boston. It's only hard R when it's at the end of the word, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Shout out to the naysayers. Um, Now, as far as the fan cast, 100% approval rating for Evan Rachel Wood, uh, which again, I, 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 I can't really, really argue against that. So good on you. Jewish delegation, some potential approval points in your future. Moving on from the Jewish delegation um, to the East-Southeast Asian delegation. And again, this is a character that has been drafted by this delegation before. There's a lot of a lot of people going on with the tried and true. I guess it makes sense in the second round. You know, you want to go with proven, uh, proven performers. Um, you know, I know that there was a slight, uh, slight deviation in the reimagining. Um, they went with uh, the southeast, uh, southeast Asian Indonesian daredevil, as opposed to um, a Filipino daredevil that we've gotten in the past. Um, obviously, uh, there are uh, Catholics in Indonesia. Uh, you know, obviously, the Catholicism is very central and very key to daredevil, uh, daredevil mythos. So I would imagine that they would want to keep that aspect of his character, even if he was race bent. Um, so, you know, to that end, I mean, it, it doesn't feel as close of a, you know, a mix, you know, considering the whole um, boxing aspect of uh, Jack Murdoch, um, considering the, um, like I said, the Catholicism, I think Catholicism is a little bit bigger in the Philippines than in Indonesia. Um, but at the same time, I can still see it. I can still see, um, you know, Southeast Asian daredevil, uh, you know, especially, you know, I've talked about this before that, you know, the martial arts aspect of daredevil can be seen somewhat as somewhat appropriative. Um, you know, it, it's, it's somewhat mitigated because he's never positioned as the, you know, well, I don't see he's never, but he's 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 not often positioned as the best fighter, um, you know, that's ever that's ever uh, ninjaed, so to speak. Um, so, so that does mitigate it somewhat. However, um, you know, it's a little less appropriate if it's a an, an Asian American versus a uh, white man. Um, with regard to the fan cast. Uh, Iko Uwais, uh, who you might know from the Raid series, uh, and who has an incredible uh, martial artist, uh, was chosen as the fan cast. Um, not sure about the not sure about the lawyer part of it. Um, you know whether he could pull off kind of being the blind lawyer. Um, but as far as um, you know, once you put once you put him in the daredevil mask and you let him let him cook, um, I, can, I I definitely understand why we've got eighty percent strongly approval uh, for this fan cast and only 20% uh, somewhat disapprove. Um, I, you know, circle back to the approval rating for the draft pick, and that would be 72.7% uh, with 54.5 strongly approve, 18.2 somewhat approve, 18.2 somewhat disapprove, and 9.1% racist. But we press ahead. We press ahead past the racism on this MLK Day, and we talk a little bit about our favorite witch, Wanda Maximoff. 
who was drafted by the multiracial delegation. Um, as we know, or as we should know, in the comics, um, Wanda is a Romani, and Romani is a um, a group of people who are sort of known for being kind of racially mixed. Um, therefore, you know, ultimately, uh, being Romani, no matter what the other kind of composition of racism might be, um, you know, would would make her, you know, sort of by her nature, multiracial. Now, granted, for so many years, for so many years, she's been depicted as a white woman, and she's currently being depicted as a white woman in the uh, MCU. Um, however, the comics have really tried in recent years to um, sort of darken her skin and lean further into her Romani identity. And I think that um, it does remain to be seen whether um, the fan base, you know, she does have one of the larger fan bases as far as Marvel characters, more female Marvel characters go, um, sort of who will win out in terms of um, which depiction of, of Wanda uh, in pop culture. I mean, like I said, currently, currently the white woman depiction of Wanda is pretty salient. Um, but again, uh, who knows if that will change over the years. But as of now, uh, the multiracial delegation can kind of straddle that um, because on, on some days, maybe she's a little darker than others. Um, and maybe someday she's white passing. Um, we'll, you know, stay tuned to sort of see how that plays out. Um, you know, we will get some, some, some further interaction with the, with the rest of the picks and, and sort of play that out, play out that string, if you will. Um, as far as the approval rating for the pick, uh, we are looking at 85.8% approval for multiracial Wanda Maximoff, which is a little higher than I expected, if I'm being honest. Um, 42.9 strongly approve, 42.9 somewhat approve, 14.3 somewhat disapprove. So go ahead and, like I said, racialdraft.com or uh, racial draft pod on Twitter. Get your votes in. There's still enough time to sort of lift or sink the um, the approval rating. We shall move on though from the multiracial Wanda Maximoff to the white delegation. White delegation, and they once again went a little chalky. Uh, first round, they drafted Wolverine, a.k.a. Logan. Uh, this time, they draft Deadpool, Wade Wilson. They've got a movie coming out. Have you heard about that? Oh, yeah. And, and of course, they stuck with the Ryan Reynolds fan cast. I mean, the thing about it is, I, I mean, Deadpool could be a person of color, for sure. But uh, he he works. He, he he certainly works as a white guy, as an irreverent, um, you know, Canadian devil may care type character. And um, you know, who better than a white man to sort of um, just kind of lean into the fact that he's a bit of a jerk. Um, so I mean, Ryan Reynolds does an an amazing job in the role. Uh, I don't have 
too much of an issue with that uh, hold, with holding on to that fan cast. It's hard to imagine. Uh, obviously, there are other actors uh, who could do a good job, but it's hard to imagine uh, someone being a better Deadpool than Ryan Reynolds. He's put so much of his himself and his own persona into that character over the years, and um, I think it's going to be successful outing um, his entrance into the MCU. Uh, and I think that, you know, he's going to be a major player uh, for years to come. So good on the white delegation for locking down a, uh, a white star and, ma and making sure that he stays home uh, with the white delegation. Uh, and the people, the people sort of feel, feel like I feel uh 90.9% approval rating for the pick and 90.9% uh, approval rating for the fan cast. So almost unanimous in uh, their support of staying white on the Deadpool side. White Wade Wilson, uh, WWW. Moving on from the white delegation to the Swana Mena delegation. Um, I'm sure this would be a little bit more controversial uh, as they selected Pamela Eyes, Dr. Pamela Isley, let's give her respect, AKA Poison Ivy. Uh, Egyptian, um, which, uh, you know, incidentally, Egypt is where um, gardening was invented. And it's one of the places, uh, well, not Egypt, but uh, that part of the world is where the first plants um, originated. Um, so, you know, I think there's something to the idea that, that plant life, being indigenous to that region, that there would be an activist on behalf of the plants um, who is whose uh, advocacy for um, both the land and the life in that land uh, would be sort of misinterpreted as terrorism. Hmm. So, uh, you know, I mean, like I said, sure it's controversial because a lot of people feel like Poison Ivy has to be a white woman um, based on her red hair, but you know, red hair does appear in uh, other, other cultures, so. You know, as of now, the approval rating is uh, sitting at sub 50% at 42.9%. Uh, luckily, uh, well, thankfully, 42.9 is all strongly disapproved. And um, 42.9 is somewhat disapproved. But there's that pesky 14.3% that is strongly disapproving. And that just might be racist. But you know what? If you've got a reason to strongly disapprove, go ahead and hit us up. Uh, you know, we've got email. I should have mentioned that before, but uh, racialdraftpodcast at gmail.com is where you could send us an email, sort of long form, uh, long form responses uh, to some of our picks. Um, you can obviously um, comment on our various uh, socials um, as to why, you know, certain picks uh, didn't work for you. Or why that you know certain picks actually did work for you, and you know we're 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 big believes in in feedback, so we'll give you you know a chance to uh, have your voice heard on the podcast um, if you have particular partic particularized uh, particularized there we go <laughs> responses to the picks. So uh, we'll move on from there, and we will move on to the ninth pick of the round. And that comes from the Polynesian delegation. Uh, they came out strong, for sure. They came out very strong uh, with uh, Peter Parker, um, Polynesian Peter Parker. I believe 
believe Samoan uh, P. Parker. I'm not sure um, particularly um, what kind of Polynesian Dr. Strange was the pick. I should have mentioned that. Uh, the second round pick, Stephen Strange. Um, obviously, uh, you know, the character of Stephen Strange does tend, um, you know, sort of the arrogance of, of it all. Um, the little bit of privilege in terms of his wealth, but I, you know, I believe that, you know, you can make that up by his privilege coming from being well-educated and becoming a doctor and becoming a very successful uh, surgeon. Part of being a surgeon, no matter what your ethnic background is, is a little bit of arrogance. So, you know, I definitely think that you don't lose much by making Dr. Strange uh, Polynesian. Um, so to that end, you know, I, I personally uh, approve of the fan cast, um, you know, and I think that, you know, having having him be Polynesian sort of somewhat undercuts the Orientalism uh, of his origin of going, you know, going to the East in order to uh, find an exotic healer and then becoming the best sorcerer among the Eastern sorcerers, which, again... That's a trope, guys. That's a trope. But I think that's somewhat mitigated by him being a person of color in general. And I definitely think it would be mitigated um, if he were um, a Pacific Islander. So, um, you know, remains to be seen kind of how the specificities work out. Um, but as of now, I, I dig it. Um, people, they sort of dig it too. 71.4% approval. Not not too bad, not too shabby. Um, 57.1 strongly approve, 14.3 somewhat approve, and 28.6 somewhat disapprove. So that's the uh, Polynesian Doctor Strange. And you and like I said, you guys have more than enough time to cast your votes, um, approving or disapproving of the picks at all the fun places. Uh racialdraft.com, racial draft pod on Twitter. And uh again, I gotta remind people, uh you got to follow us on streams. The only thing about the streams, polls, streams, threads. I do that. I do that all the time. The only thing about the threads, polls, is the thread polls are only for 24 hours. So you really have to follow us there on threads if you want to get your votes in there. Um, you know, because as soon as it goes up, you got to get your votes in. Um, and then, you know, 24 hours later, we sort of know what the instant reaction to the polls or to the picks are on those polls. And then we bring us, that brings us to the final pick of round two. Last, but certainly not least, one of the fastest up and coming star characters in the Marvel Universe, Ms. Marvel herself, Kamala Khan, Iman Vellani, fan cast. What's there to, what is there not to love about this character? And what is there not to love about the casting? I mean, we're, yeah, I mean, uh, what's there to say? I mean, this is a character that has, that, you know, sort of, has been really important for South Asian representation. Um, uh, I mean, I, I'm not, particularly qualified to speak on it um obvious but i can speak on just how um how well written um and how much humanity 
continues to permeate the character, how the, how she's been written, and how she's been just a, a breath of fresh air in, uh, in in Marvel fandom. And you know, it's really hard to look at uh, people who don't like the character in a positive light because of just how heroic and how meaningful um, and how culturally resonant she is. Um, and wholesome <laughs> in, a, in a way. So um, great, great pickup. Um, the people, the, the response to this pick um, is, is, is phenomenal, obviously. Um, it's, it's 90, I mean, it should be unanimous. I'm a little disappointed at the lack of unanimity, but you know, the, the sheer number of votes that were cast both for the pick and for the fan cast, um, bravo. Um, take note, other delegations, get your, get your weight up. But uh, 95% approval for South a or Miss Marvel remaining South Asian, and um, should be 100%, like I said before, and 95.3% approval for Amon Vellani as Miss Marvel. So um, great places, great great pick. Um, I'm looking forward. Um, you know, as a as of this this recording, we have not kicked off the third round yet so strap in by the time you hear this we probably will have a pick but uh before then um like all all the places i've been saying it throughout the podcast but yeah follow us if you're if you were watching us live on twitter then you were following us but you should follow us on twitter at racial rap pod uh you should also follow us on threads or instagram at racial.draft we're also on facebook um, and we're also on YouTube, and you should follow us and like us there. Um, but again, if you're just listening to the, my dulcet tones, dulcet, uh, I don't know. But subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. Um, we're here every week, or we try to be. <laughs> same race time, same race channel. I mean, kind of different race times, but you know, you know how I'm a black man. So the time space continuum uh it can be it can be colored differently anyhow that's it for this week the racial draft podcast come on back i promise we'll get a guest every now and then um but you know we haven't you know with the holidays and everything uh it's just been solo rides but uh until next time all things are possible